Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. So I want to share just a scripture passage that the Lord brought to my mind as I was praying through these readings today, especially the first reading, I want to talk about this scripture passage and then connect it to um, the gospel, or the first reading rather. Do you recall that parable that Jesus tells about the vineyard owner who leases out his vineyard to tenants and he goes away and then when it's vintage time he sends servants back to his vineyard to collect the produce because uh, it's his vineyard, right? And what happens to those servants as he sends them to his own vineyard? The tenants, they beat the servants one after the other, and then they throw them out of the vineyard, and they kill them one after the other. And as Jesus is telling this parable, you're listening and going, man, this is brutal. And then you hear the vineyard owner's plan. I will send them my son, my heir. Surely they'll listen to him. And as you're listening to Jesus tell this parable, you're like, what are you thinking? (laughs) What are you thinking? They're going to attack him and kill him too, which is what they do. Right? They look at him and they say, this is the heir. Let us kill him and seize this for ourselves. So this, is, this parable kind of bubbled up in the background of my heart and my prayer as I was reading through this first reading from uh, Letter to the Hebrews. Why? Because of this, I would say. The problem that God needed to overcome for humanity The issue of salvation was not that God needed to get something out of humanity. He needed to rescue humanity from itself. It self-imposed slavery to the powers of sin and death. He had to rescue us from death. But we had willingly conscripted ourselves into the power of death. We became spiritual Stockholm Syndrome victims. We became rebels. So what did he determine to do? And this was not a backup plan. It wasn't as though he said, okay, well, how about, how about incarnation? The incarnation was not the backup plan. It wasn't plan B. No, from the beginning, he was intending to enter creation. I'm going to enter my creation as one of my creatures. I will send my son into the vineyard that has been leased by tenants who've gone insane. I'll take to myself all the limitations of being a creature, is what he determined to do. I won't make myself impervious to pain or to fatigue or to hunger or thirst. Like I will enter all the way in, all the way down, even into suffering and death. He says, I will take to myself a mother because I want to become vulnerable. I want to suffer all the wounds of a fallen humanity, and I will wade into the murky waters of the Jordan, shoulder to shoulder with sinners. Why? Because I must go to the scariest place, like the worst place imaginable. Death. The fear of death, as the letter of the Hebrew says, the fear of death has been what has bullied humanity, if you will, into sin from the beginning, the fear of death. And Jesus has entered into death in order to defang it. 
to, to disrobe it, to unmask it, to take away its power. Right? He came to offer this thing called eternal life because before him there was this thing called eternal death. He came to offer eternal life. Now for you and me, if death terrifies us, we need to do a deep examination of our hearts and, like, and present all of that to the Lord. Like, Lord Jesus, shine your light on my fear of death. Because St. Paul says, for me, life is Christ and death is fill in the blank in your own head. Death is what? Death is awful. Death is to be avoided at all costs. Death is the end. Death is calamity. He says death is gain. For me, life is Christ and death is gain. Like if that doesn't sit well, with us. We need to open that up to Jesus. Jesus, shine your light on this. Like, what is my fear in this? Dr. Peter Kraft, who's a uh, brilliant philosopher, theologian, who uh, I think he still teaches at Boston College, he was giving a beautiful interview not too long ago, and he said this in the midst of the interview, just this off-the-cuff comment. He said, death is beautiful, dying is awful. Death is beautiful, dying is awful. And I think that's right in every way. Monsignor Lorenzo Albacetti, who was a close personal friend of John Paul II's and Pope Benedict's, he was a theological consultant for both of them. He suffered tremendously at the end of his life. He died in 2014. He suffered tremendously at the end of his life. And this was a man who wrote extensively and taught extensively and preached extensively on man's aching desire for the infinite and how Jesus has come to bring that infinite into time and space to offer us eternal life. Now this man, yeah, he was having panic attacks at the end of his life before his death because he was so scared of dying. There were seminarians who were with him in his hospital room, accompanying him at the very end. And in the midst of his fear though, they tell the story that his last words where Jesus always comes. He always comes. Like that right there. Like, yes, dying is awful. Death is beautiful. Why? Because Jesus comes to take us to himself. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. And I will go and prepare a place for you, and I will come and I will take you to myself, so that where I am, you also may be. Like this Jesus, this one who robed, this, one, this Jesus who robbed death of power. Death still comes for us. There's no escaping it. Death still comes for us, but it can't hold us. Because life himself has entered death. He went all the way down, as the letter to the Hebrews says. He shared in flesh and blood. He shared in the grave. Every grave he's already entered into to come to take us to himself. So brothers and sisters, just this morning, I just want to invite us examination of our own hearts when it comes to death and dying. What is our fears? And have we let Jesus speak into that? Because he's the one who's got the power over it. Amen.